Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hey, I'm John. And, uh, you know, we're, we don't really have Ed with us tonight. Um, we're actually trying a new way of doing this, uh, trying to, you know, trying to do things over the interwebs. Getting um, fancy. Yeah, get a little fancy. You know, people, some people not feeling well, stuff like that. Ed's moving. So, you know, life's getting in the way. So, but, hey, you know, it still does not mean we can't bring you at least a quality product. So, yeah. you know, last week we kind of talked about the, um, you know, ergonomics and stuff like that. We kind of worked on and looked at, you know, like the human movement, the human-centered factor of, of ergonomics. This week, I think we need to stay down that rabbit hole of following our, um, our ergonomic series and start hitting on something called data-driven ergonomics. Um, so, right. you know, when, 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 we're, when we're thinking about that, what are you thinking when we're bringing that in? So, so data-driven. I mean, we could we could break this down into the two. We've kind of explained a lot of the ergonomics and and what that is, and we can get into that detail uh, as well on the specifics um, in specific situations here coming up. But we're talking about data-driven. Uh, we're making decisions based on uh, thousands or hundreds of thousands of you know takes. Like you're doing the same motion uh, over five years, and you take those inputs. The you put some sensors maybe somewhere um, in that process, or you do some time uh, timing, and, and you see how long does it take me to do this process, or or what kind of stress um, am I putting my my worker on if you're looking at it from that side, or or what kind of my kind of stress am I putting on my robot if you're looking at it from that side? But if we put those together with data-driven uh, analytics and, and, and put that in with ergonomics, to me that means that you're using um, not only existing movements or existing ergonomics, but you're taking the, like the, the, the data that was generated by them and trying to make your things or trying to improve those processes, right? Um, to me... I would say this is a no-brainer. You should be doing this. If, if you have anything in your business that's technology-based, hell, if you have anything that's labor-intensive in your business and you're not using any type of data analytics, you're kind of behind the ball. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because that worker's going to, like, I mean, I know we're talking more in the industrial world, but, like, I, I've, I've had some comparisons, like some nieces and nephews that work at, like a, like, a grocery store. Right. And they're like, man, um, I'm working at Walmart. We're moving all these pallets. I'm constantly having to stock. This is a very busy Walmart. Um, and then you conversely, you look at Aldi's. Um, they, they have a different process, a different setup. You're still probably the same level of employee. Right. Uh, but they're relaxed and they're they're sitting and they're loving their life instead of hating it, like dreading coming to work. Right. Yeah. yeah I think that's, that's a European way of it, too. Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. 
because it's like everywhere I've been to, you know, Europe a few times, and you go to some of these places, and it's either a the human ain't doing nothing, um, or b they are, you know, in, incredibly taken, well taken care of and relaxed. Like you said, Lidl, Aldi, uh, Rivi, all of the like. For example, I go to Germany a lot. Um, all of the German, um, uh, like grocery stores, your cashiers are sitting down the entire time. Yeah. Like they're not on their feet, you know, and then, you know, here's looking to you publics. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, well, wait, most food put beer in there. So, I mean, they got to be, yeah, so. yeah, that is true. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, uh-huh. you know, you, you may be relaxed when all your employees, when all of your customers are drunk. Yeah, right? You know, at least you get a good laugh, you know, throughout the afternoon. Some entertainment, yeah. Yeah, that or it's just a time where the dudes are like, hey, I'm going to go grocery shop, and they stay at the grocery store for two hours drinking beer. You know, yeah, only something. what I came here for. Exactly, and you don't believe one of the bag of chips and a thing of donuts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and maybe a steak or two. <laughs> and you really just only went for toilet paper. Um <laughs> Yeah, but we digress. I mean, yeah. we talk about the beer all the time. But, but no, the data-driven... Um, ergonomics, like when you think about it, you, I mean, you could take this in many different you know, oh, sectors yeah. of, of of the workforce. Uh, but but if you were to kind of take this and run with it, who who do you think would benefit the most from from these changes that, that you know done with data driven? You're you're really dealing on like the labor market. Um, you're dealing in the manufacturing environment. However, you know, I, a lot of a lot of guys in the, a lot of guys in the manufacturing sector have put a lot of money and time and energy and stuff like that into kind of I guess how things are how things are, are foreseen I guess you could say you know and how their employees feel some companies are some ways some companies not so much um, you know we all hear about the bad companies we'll hear we never really hear about the good companies out there um, yeah that's true. You know, you start dealing with manipulators of how many times I got to pick this this thing up and put it back down, you know, and stuff like that. You start dealing with you know repetitive stress injuries, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like if you really want to do something, you do a hypothetical approach, and you would run it until you get failure. Don't push the person past failure. Just make sure that you got somebody who agrees to what's going on. Test out the process. Find out how many times during the day he picks something up and sets it down. Make a check mark and record it. Make sure he records the steps he takes from point A to point B to deliver parts and material. So, and then figure out how to take that and remove a lot of the human element out of it. Not saying take the dude's job, but remove the human element out of it to, you know, reduce the amount of steps they have to take. Reduce the amount of time they have to be bent over picking something up. Put it at a higher level. Deliver it via forklift, hand truck, that type of stuff. And then I think the the second kind of um, organization that could really deal a lot with data driven ergonomics is the um, the package delivery um, uh, you know personnel out there that are running for you know UPS, FedEx, DHL, Amazon. Um, getting a bigger workforce. There's just more and more people ordering on, online. So right, and you know I you know we, we see the blue trucks all over the place. You know the Amazon trucks. You can hire a thousand people. However, that still does not take away from the fact that you know these people aren't taken care of. Yeah, 
you know. No, no, no. It's, it's it, it's it makes a point, and we're not trying to make a stand on the, on the union one way or the other. But when they're trying no, no. to fight for unionizing and things like that, and they're they may not be happy in their situation, right? Doesn't yep. mean that it's the right. I don't want to say if it's right or wrong. We won't get into that. But but it's it's just something that if you have a happy employee, you're probably going to have more uh, efficient work uh, as well as. <laughs> You don't have to force them to come into work anymore, right? Right. They're happy to be there. They're enjoying themselves. And it's like we talked about last time. Ask questions. Oh yeah. Like how how you feeling? Uh, well, I had to get a, a a wrist brace because I have to constantly open these boxes like this, and, and all we're doing is stocking the shelves, and I'm constantly opening the boxes, and my wrist hurts now. It's not like it's a heavy weight, right? Like if you're just putting cereal boxes up or something like that. But but doing it, you know, a hundred thousand times a day for a week, two weeks, a month, a year, that's gonna that's gonna cause some stress. Yes, that's a repetitive stress injury. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know that stuff that you know you see when people are you know walking the dog, you know for that matter, you know you see it all the time. But the thing is, is what you can do, uh, you know, what employers can do, is find out how many times things have to be moved. You know, it, it's, for example, like you said, with the cereal box thing, I know how many times I'm restocking my shelves. Yep. Or you should, at least. Um, POS system. Yeah. So, you know how many times it's happening. You know how many boxes are per case. Or, like you used to work in retail, how many shirts are per box. Yeah, no, really. This so, I know how many times I have, I have an employee having to lift from point A to point B and conduct that operation over and over and over again. I have that data. You know, it's why don't I use that data to my advantage? I know that, you know, my employee is, you know, five eight, five nine, not even, and they're having to lift above their head to put something up there. You know, what what can I do for them? Right. Put top shelf twelve feet up and then you hire whoever because you don't you can't be restrictive. And then now you've got someone who needs an extra ladder every time they get something off the top shelf and you've caused that process to double in time. Right. And you've also doubled in the fact that now this person has to go get a ladder, mm-hmm. bring the ladder back, climb the ladder, and end up really bad situations. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying... Follow OSHA right, or rules. <laughs> right, if you have OSHA. Um, yeah. Some countries don't have OSHA. Um, <laughs> the thing is, is I'm not saying go out and not saying that... You know, if a 95% of your town is below six feet, I'm not saying go make, you know, a bunch of shelves that are like 5'8", okay? Because that would be the most depressing grocery store I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. When I got when I can look across all the shelves, you know, and see the top of the shelf from point A to point B. You know, don't do that. That's how it used to be, I bet. Yeah, probably <laughs> was. You know, because no one knew what, no, don't climb the things. You know, we get we that. not have as many things either, many items to sell. Right, but the thing is, is if you think about it, the data does not lie. Data tells you every time somebody picks something up and puts it down, you know. Yeah, no, that's this is very true, and I know it's it's a bit off topic with the with the um, ergonomic side of it, but data driven um, retail is why all of your cash registers have the sodas right next to it. They have the candies; those are impulse buys. And it's scientific, like it's it's been proven with with data uh, driven analytics that 
if you're in line for longer than blah 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 amount of time, it kind of differs amongst the store. If you're in line for such amount of time, you're probably going to buy a candy bar or, or a soda or you're going to add on to that sale. And each one ticks up that more, that more and more. And uh, we looked at it when we were, I worked at Best Buy. This is a re like a tech store. But the impulse buy section, the candies and the sodas and those and like tiny headphones and stuff, they were out doing departments, like full departments, like uh, mobile home or not mobile home, sorry, mobile phone, um, out doing the mobile phone department for that month, which is ridiculous. So and, there's a lot of data driven uh, things that could. That the could thing is, is improve you. And that's I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna touch on that same topic. You just kind of gave me an gave me an in on this one. Mm -hmm. I have seen it where some stores care more about the ergonomics of their customers than they do with their employee. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That to me is complete and utter BS. I get it. I want somebody to come back and spend money. However, I want to keep my employees happy. They need, you know, I don't like. I get aggravated, you know, now that I've worked in manufacturing for so long. I get aggravated when I walk into stores and I see people that are standing behind a register or standing in, in a solid spot for, you know, all this time or something like that on hard concrete. You know, it's like, guys, you, you can get ergonomic mats for pennies on the freaking dollar, guys. You know, put them under your guys. And the thing is, and don't tell me that, you know, oh, they're, they're the, the anti-slip mats that you put under there. Those things are about a quarter inch thick. They do nothing to prevent anything. Yeah, it's about the same as stand on concrete. Right. You get a stand on concrete with a little bit more sponge. You know, but the ergonomic mats are wonderful. <laughs> yeah, no, they're so nice. It's, you, you're sit, like, it's, it really takes off how long it feels like you've been standing there. You could have been there for three hours and it feels like, what, 30 minutes or something like that? I've it's, done it, yep. It's <laughs> so much better. Yeah, I, and, and it's, it's something so small. Yeah, those ergonomic mats, a little memory foam is probably a little bit more expensive. But at the end of the day, would you rather have your employee, like, uh, do you have the ability to work there for five to ten more years? Or save, what, $30 on a mat? Exactly. So, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's opportunity cost that they're kind of taking by not doing it. But it just makes sense. And, you know, the thing is, I think also with when you start talking in the data-driven, you know, realm, you start talking about, you know, we talked about in the last episode, manipulators, yeah. you know, handling devices, um, the exoskeleton oh, stuff, yeah. you know, that type of stuff, that, that's a whole other bag of animals. Um, but the, 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 the data that comes and recommends those data handling devices is all data-driven. I have to have the data in my hands to be able to say, okay, cool, let me go buy a manipulator and use it for this because I can see that this piece of, this piece weighs 10 pounds or, you know, 5 pounds. And I have an employee lifting it, you know, 80, 90 times during a shift, maybe more than that. And, you know, now we've got an injury. Yeah, there's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Those hydraulic assisted lifts are a lifesaver because you can not only like in some situations you may have just said, "Hey, we don't have this. Let's add a second worker and pay." You have to pay for a full second worker. Now I'm not advertising for removing anybody from the workforce, but on the other side is you can have one person as a as a lifter and another as a spotter now. 
So someone's like watching instead of both people focusing on lifting it. So it's it's just a whole bunch of whole bunch of opportunities that you can you know potentially get hurt um, that having a lifter helps with. It's it's amazing. We see it we see it in action all the time. Yeah, and they're not that expensive, guys. No. You might you know for the really good ones you may spend you know fifty to sixty thousand dollars. However, I guarantee you that fifteen sixty thousand dollars is is cheaper than lifetime medical on workers' comp. I was gonna say workers' comp because <laughs> like the second they drop it on their head and you didn't make them wear a bump cap or any hard hat, that's on you now. And the second that 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 part that has to be lifted is above whatever you put on your job description, let's say. Uh, you said it needs to lift up to 50 pounds, and this is 51 pounds. Oh, you are liable now. So. And you drop it on your foot, you're freaking, there you go. Yeah, and now you've got to pay for those medical bills because it's technically above what you hired them to lift. So now you're kind of put in a position. So yeah. It's, it's one of those things where it's going to help you in the long run. It's going to keep the worker there for longer. Uh, like, not say, it's going to make their job efficient. And that's, and, and that's, you know, what we're all kind of getting towards. And what we're all trying to work towards is the efficiency. And that's the thing is, is you know, I've never seen where data lost. You know, yeah. it, it's, you know, the I, I've always, you know, kind of kind of led by it. But, you know, data has a one on no record against life. You know, last yeah. time I checked, it does not lie. No, if, no. I mean, you, you know, and the thing is. Exactly. If you have a if you have a medical sector, a medical department inside your company, or even not inside your company, and somebody has reported an injury at this location, one, two, three times, you don't have a problem. I have a reportable. You don't want that. Um, you know, if you work in smaller, you know, environments, retail stuff like that, is actively monitor your guys. Hire somebody to come in and collect that data. Even if it's another employee, bring them in and say, hey, I need you to collect data for me. I need you to do this. I need you to do this. You're my ergonomics guy. Put an ergonomics guy per shift and have them watch what people are doing, compare that data information, and start making decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just going to speed you along as well. Like, even if, even if you're, like, using the data and then you're like, okay, well, this is pretty efficient, you will find where... The, the the kind of the slowdown is the bottleneck is going to be so if maybe it's not the person lifting it maybe it's the we need to get the part here faster right so then you use your data driven analytics to say hey the time cycle uh, or the cycle for this uh, part to get here should be five minutes it's getting here in five minutes thirty seconds five minute to five minute fifteen seconds I'm losing fifteen seconds to thirty seconds each time. It, it, it makes things quantitative and when you're talking to a project leader or, a, or, or maybe an engineer in charge of an area or something like that, if you could provide numbers to back up what you're kind of stating or what you could help or benefit, then how can they say no? Mm, it's, how, how can they deny you? Right. Data is great. You know, the thing is, is... Um, you know, you got you got you know times of where it's like, well, we want to buy this. Well, what 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 do you have behind it that shows that you need it? Well, I have you know eight employees doing the simple the simple task. 
well, okay, why, why do you have that? Well, it's because of this. And usually that goes back to the fact that, well, I told you this five years ago, and now we're finally coming to a head. Right. You know, yeah, for some certain reason, it's always going to come back. <laughs> yeah, no, it will come back. And, and, like, honestly, you said it earlier, listen to your people. I bet you there, if there was, like, a suggestion box, they're like, hey, I really hate lifting this above my head every day. Um, you know, and you'd be able to know that. Or, like, there was another situation where, let's say, you're limited on your space, right? I can't fit a forklift in here to lift all these things. You get an exoskeleton or an assisted lifter, and now your warehouse can be that much more, you can have that many more parts, it can be that much more compact. Um, you know, it, it just has so many benefits. I just think about, you know, maybe some place like Japan, like Tokyo is so packed. Right, if you want to have a warehouse or like a distribution center there, um, it's it's tough. And if you you have the worker instead of using the forklift, they have smaller product. They can grab it with an assisted lift. That's that that would speed you along. Exactly. You know, it's it's the thing is is like even hand trucks. You know, it, yep. you know, bring in a hand truck, bring in a, a hand freaking um um a forklift. You know, it, it's it's just one of those things. It's just you know, bring something in to support the process. And it's just some some companies are better than others. I've heard from, you know, some people that they, especially I think at one of the, um, I guess you could say the big three um, aerospace industries, I think it was, I think it was Boeing at one point, that became number one ergonomics, that when you get there, they, they uh, measure you out for, like your your feet supports that you need under your that you get under your desk, your chairs are ergonomic. You get to pick your chair that you need. Everybody's a stand up desk, and it tells you on your on your screen, you know when they get up and walk around. Yeah, you've been sitting too long. Right, you know, for office employees. So the office environment is taken care of ergonomically, and then you have more handheld and operating devices. To what I've heard, you know, out in the shop floors. You know they 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 understand that their people make money. Yeah, and without the people, how are you gonna make the thing? You can't like, how are you gonna put all this stuff together? The robots need someone to teach them, right? The robots aren't gonna be a hundred percent efficient. They're gonna break down. What happens then? They can't change what they've been programmed to do. They have to. They can't adapt. You have to fix that. So it's you need the person, and if you don't take care of the person then that'll be your downfall, you know? It, exactly. And I'm going to say this. If if I, if I somebody ever came to me and says, well, you know, my manager or my, my company won't invest in an ergonomic study, data-driven ergonomics, or just even an ergonomic study at that um, because of cost analysis, I'd tell them, okay, cool, tell me how you're going to pay your shareholders when you have no employees. And I'm going to recommend that person leave. You just can't ignore them. Like, it's, if you're doing something to help them out, like, I mean, most people would be understanding that, like, hey, I appreciate that. Maybe this doesn't work, but let's try this. But if you don't even have the dialogue, yeah, you, it's very clear you don't care. Right. If you don't have somebody going out there walking around and asking questions, mm-hmm. you know, or you, have, you don't have a safety department that is actively out there watching what these guys are doing. You know, and, you know, kind of doing what safety does best, getting in people's butt, you know, about yeah, yeah, stuff that they're doing. 
you know, wear back brace, do this, you know, something, you know, wear gloves, you know, make sure you're wearing the right gloves. Don't, you know, if you know that you're, if you need you new know, supports for this, wear the supports. Yeah, because the goal at the end of the day is no workplace accident and efficiency 100%. Now, that's hard to hard to do, but being safe is, is a choice as well in a lot of cases. And, you know, if you don't make that choice, then you're already setting yourself up to lose that person. Right. And, you know, it's like the big thing is it's like, you know, less, like you said, less injuries save money. Um, you know, more injuries cost you money. Um, and you know, happier employees, longer they stay, unhappier employees, they leave and they take people with them. They also will, yeah. will run your company to the ground because they will go tell their friends, their friends will tell their friends and it's going to be a ripple effect through the community. And, you know, go away. That's why we keep bringing up the fact of going out and talking to the people that are there, you know, and, you know, to kind of see what's going on. You know, if you think about it, you know, we, we look at it at the, as the fact of, you know, we're having to pick things up and move them around. You know, it, there's a lot of other things. You know, there's there's a fact that you got truck drivers that sit in the chair all day long. You know, and they could have, you know, spinal compression injuries. You know, you got, you, you know, we're hopping off the the, the back of the freaking, um, uh, which you should, know, you should go down a ladder, of a uh, flatbed truck. You know, you now have knee compression injuries. You have that type of stuff, you know, in other environments. You know, and it's stuff that you have to look at. Cool, I put this in place, follow the rules. You know, we that's why they went to air ride to reduce the impact on the spinal column from using hard run seats. Data. You know, data's data's our friend, data is not gonna lie to us. And it's gonna make sure we're well taken care of. But the thing is, is your cost per product is going to rise without data. Your payment to your um, um, uh, shareholders is going to decrease over time because if you don't give a shit, literally, you, no one else will either. Yeah, yeah. you find out quickly. And, you know, the thing is, it's like when you start getting into like the ergonomic settings and stuff like that, as far as coming from the data side of the house, you start dealing with, okay. And the thing is, it's not just like back injuries. You're talking about if I'm holding like a battery in my hand, you know, like a, a vehicle battery, all of that weight is now transferred through my body into my feet. Now you're talking about flat feet and stuff like that. That's where you start getting into the fact that, okay, cool. This is how much weight this person is driving into the concrete. And what do we have to put there? That's go back to our mats. Yeah, what, what what am I gonna do now? Yeah, so I, I I think that Matt's like the safest way to do it. There's just so much that goes into these things because you, you you're data driven. It doesn't necessarily like I think we talked about maybe a, the the worker going out or not a worker uh, having a person go out and, and and doing pulse checks, but you can also put a sensor. Anyway. Oh yeah. And and we can we can even get this into IIoT. Exactly. You put, a, you put a sensor. You get them. Give them the gloves. You know they've got a sensor on the gloves, um, and, and and you can see. I mean that could probably uh, test grip. You know your grip starts receding after five or six hours of, you know, using this tool, things like that. Um, it's 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 something like maybe maybe it's quality inspectors. They're like, hey, 
Like we notice after working seven hours, your quality your quality checks start slowing down. Let's start doing it like this, uh, and at the end of the day, you have paperwork only. So like you can change their workflow to increase your efficiency without even making any payments. It doesn't have to always involve making um, like a large payment to, to solve a problem. It just takes thinking outside the box. Right. And the thing is, is if you start thinking about it, you know, if you go to the glove approach, you know, for example, you know, I, I like that. You start talking about accelerometers. Yep. You start talking about how many times did I lift my hands? You know, and it's not just to, you know, wipe my nose. You know, it's just, okay, cool. I'm lifting this. I'm lifting this. I'm lifting this. I can see how many times my moves, you know, their arms. I've seen um, things online where people have a back brace. They have their, some or, or like a, um, a back band. They have their their um uh have their employees wear or or a, a like a, a, a looks like a what Venice is it or some site? yeah that too but it also kind of looks like an old pager like an old Motorola pager oh, okay and they have that on and it's an accelerometer and it shows the person sitting you know squatting down standing up squatting down standing up and also tracks their back position so it'll tell you if this part if employee one it doesn't you know won't record names and won't record any of that but you have employees who are crouched over when they lift you have people that aren't lifting with their knees you know and it, it tracks all this information it compiles all this information it gives you a report at the end of the month yeah it's, i mean it's pretty impressive then because that's something that like of course with the safety it, it it's something that you could you can use to act on you know, yeah, these are all just tools to improve your life, your quality of life, your quality of product. And the thing is, is you know the the IT companies out there, you know us other IT folks, you know the other guys who are like us that get into three D printing and stuff like that. We have the tools at our disposal to help that environment tenfold. Yeah. You know, we have the ability to build systems and software and hardware to help track data usage. You know, not really track data uses, but you know, gather data for employees to have a better life. I think, you know, and I think it is a charge that if, you know, if you work in the in the IT environment inside of a factory or something like that, there should be some part of you that wants to help to make sure those guys are taken care of on the floor. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard because they, they do their job so that you can sit in a cushy office and... They, them being there allows you to be able to do what you do, so why not give back? Right. So. You know, develop something. You know, have fun with it. You know, if it's like, cool, I can do this, and I can see what these guys are doing, and, you know, take care of them, then cool. You know, ask for it. Yeah, and I guess those are the number one guys that will support you. Exactly. <laughs> you say, hey, I got something coming up to, uh, coming uh, down the pipe that's uh, going to make your life a little easier. We want to do this. What do you think? Uh, I bet you 10 times out of 10, they're going to say, make my life easier. Let's do it. Right. And it's like, you know, the thing is, it's like what we've seen before. Like, our guys have to use, you know, RFID pens to mark on things. You know, why can't I take that and move it under the glove? So they just tap it with their finger. So they have to pull something else out and have to, you know, hold on to this little pencil thing when they can just take their finger and tap on the screen. Yeah, I forgot my keychain at home, so I can't. I don't have my my pen. Now I'm done. Right, but the thing is, it saves the employee from having to reach for it. Yeah, exactly. It's one less thing, one less thing on the keychain. 
It's on the glove you probably can leave at work and they sign out. That's exactly. You have it covered. So. You know, it's it's that. It's the fact that, you know, you can, there should be an easier way for these, you know, for guys to record data, you know, stuff like that. You know, and the thing is I hear about, oh, I'll just put on the wrist of the employee. Uh, stop doing that too. Because now, now you're dealing with what? Yeah, but you're also dealing with you know wrist injuries, elbow injuries, and shoulder injuries now. Because now I'm gonna carry this crap on my wrist. Mm. You know, I want to put on my belt where everything is centered gravity on me, and have something else do all the work for me. Or if I have to have something on my wrist, it's a lighter screen. Exactly. Not the main computational unit. I mean, that's the thing, too. And the angle that that screen is on your wrist is also something that should be important. you got to turn your head to a weird angle. Like, that's that's not good. That's not ergonomic. That needs to be, you know, looked at again. Right. And the thing is, is that's why I've kind of been a proponent of, like, smart glasses, the use of smart glasses. Because the thing is, now I don't have to look for things. It's all right there in front of my face. I can see what I'm looking for. Right, if it could tell you what those items are, that would be amazing. If we could get it to be not 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 cumbersome, it could be like sleek and you know seamless. Man, that'll that'll make it so much better for a lot of people. The thing is, is you know you can take, um, for example, uh, zebra. Zebra has smart glasses that kind of act as a as an external display for yeah. some of the stuff going on. That's all you need. I don't have to look now. Look at my wrist. I don't got to go look at anything. I can have the battery pack on my back, and then that's it, or on my hip, or you know, on my cart. Yeah, and as time goes on, these batteries are just going to get better. So it's going to be some point soon, lasting your entire shift. You don't have to have, you know, ch battery changes or breaks for that. Right. Another thing is, if you can do a visual sign-off, then hell, freaking, all you need to do is have a long-range Bluetooth uh, BLE on you, and all of your freaking, all your handhelds will go sit in the drawer someplace. Exactly. You know, on a charger. One less thing you got to carry. And it's like, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into logistics warehouses, and this is something that goes to, you know, I get all the people listening. Let's reorganize your crap. I couldn't tell you how many times I've walked into something that's like, oh, look, i got to go here to here to here to here to here to here. Okay, but i got to walk all the way across and then walk all the way back. How does that work? Yeah, organize your <laughs> supply loop inside the manufacturer, inside the warehouse. Yeah, don't don't use three miles worth of crap to be able to, you know, do it. That doesn't work that mm -hmm. way. You know, invest in technology. Technology is great. You know, like we've gone to a lot of the AGVs in our, in our area. You know, those are another handling device. It saves time. Yeah, AGVs are nice because once you picked your cart, you can send it on its way and it'll wind up wherever it needs to be. Hopefully. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, it might get lost along the way, you know, for some sort of reason, GPS and indoor metal buildings don't get along. You know. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Who would have thought about um, Faraday cages? Yeah, too much steel. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I can't see the satellite. I wonder why. You know, and no, well, let me put a skylight in for you. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's roof off. We don't need the roof. Right, exactly. We'll just produce outside. <laughs> yeah. I think there's some countries like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that might end up might have another ergonomic issue. People are getting wet. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean that's that's the whole thing. Is is like now you're slipping. Now you have to think about grip, like grip strength again. All goes back to the big four. Yep. You know, if you think about it, back injuries, knee injuries, hand injuries, and then of course you got neck strain. Yeah. And you start dealing in you know big injuries and stuff like that. You start having off work time. You don't want that. You don't want somebody slipping and falling, twisting ankles, all this other crap. You know, the thing is, it's also big ergonomic study is, you know, and also this goes back to your, you know, kind of your data thing and line balancing is how much work is being, is have, is being done in one station at each time. That's true. Because then you can kind of see, you can kind of see what workers are, let's say for eight minutes, we have one worker working the full eight minutes and then everybody else finishes within like, you know, four or five minutes. You can now say, hey. Go help this person, and, and you can change your process to, to to kind of cater to that, too. Yeah, or add another worker. Or add another worker. or that Yeah, exactly. That's, you know, something that we use for, um, you know, if, if you're like a service desk and you want, you want to prove that you don't have enough time to do everything, the easiest way is to have a thousand tickets in your time period where you're literally running out of time filling the tickets out, and that's your data. That proves... You need an extra person, so it's very similar on a labor uh, on on an assembly line or in any other warehouse. It's like if you're doing all the things to the fastest, best of your ability, and still not making it, then you need some assistance somewhere. Whether that's a person, a technology, or, or something, something's got to change. Exactly, you know, it's just it's one of those things. And the thing is, is you got is what causes the issues the most is the people out there who don't listen to the people who are asking for it. Yeah, you know, I wonder why we're three days late. Well, if you know, I told you, you know, six months ago we need an extra person. Complacency is a killer too, man. Oh yeah. Like, oh well, we're doing fine now. Okay, you might be doing fine now, but in three weeks you're gonna be missing people because they're they're running ragged. Yeah. So. Exactly. People just won't show up. People get sick. So the thing is, is more you run people down, the sicker they get. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not healthy at that point. You know, it's just. And the thing is, it's also when you run guys seven days a week for all but one or two weekends a month. Let me tell you, that's that's a killer too. Yeah, they won't be there the rest of that year. No, they're gonna slowly but surely leave, cause you issues. You know, you're gonna start seeing a, a return on your, your your. You're not gonna see a return on your quality investment. Exactly. Exactly. They're gonna. You're, you're actually gonna see more of a deficit because if you lose that person hire or training the next person you're going to lose that quality because that person knew how to do the job and the new one's not going to exactly you need to train them and the thing is, is we see that a lot in you know different environments of where you know it's they have to run a second shift or another shift on a weekend there's only a lot to catch up or you know whatnot depending on where you're at a lot of time construction you know, you see that come up, you manufacturing. Deadline, yeah, when you start pushing. You know, package delivery. The guys who are running Amazon packages Monday through Saturday. Hell, now they're delivering on Sundays. So, yeah. I get it. If you got people that are, you know, oh, I want to make money, so I'm going to run, 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 run. You need to stop that guy eventually. Yeah, it's, it's for their own good. You know, it's you can't work eight days a week. Sorry. No. Seven days a week. No, not going to happen. You know, it's you're you're gonna work. You know, five if you want to go six. 
We'll let you a half day on the sixth. Not doing the seventh day. You need a day to relax. Yeah. You need to take a break. It's almost, you, get, I mean, you almost got to force them. Exactly. You know, I've been definitely, uh, you know, had that same issue with me before. Yeah. So I'm not going to say it doesn't happen. Yeah. Please stick to labor laws. <laughs> you know, pay it's, them, pay them. <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, just one of those things where, you know, I've done it to myself, you know, working, working to death. But, you know, the thing is, at the end of the day, you need time to relax. Maybe I should eventually take my own advice. Yeah, no, we tell you, but, you know, I mean, you don't hear us. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like peanuts. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> Take your own advice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that might help eventually, wouldn't it? No, no. But, no, yeah, I mean, all things considered, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to just wrap up and say, like, the major things, but, like, a few things that I think, like, are key takeaways is, you know, take care of your worker. You know, the ergonomics, is, it doesn't have to be just for you. It, it's, it doesn't have to be just for the bottom line either, like getting more product out the door. It can be just getting, you know, quality product and, uh, um, you know, making sure you have a worker for 10 to 15 plus more years by not running them into the ground. So I think that's one of the main things is like make the make the worker's life better and you'll definitely feel it in your profit margin. Um, you know, you'll, you'll get a guy that stays for, you know, years and years on end, you yeah. know, because they don't want to leave. Yeah. You know, they want to be there. You know, they want yeah, to be part of your company. Mm-hmm. You know, that they, they want to be a manager. They want to be a supervisor. They want to be there. Especially if you show that you care and, and they right. care. They're just going to keep that keep that going. And I've seen it countless times just – even taking the time and buying someone lunch whenever I knew that they were like, they accepted a double shift and I didn't force it onto them, but they forced it onto themselves. And I see them taking a break. They don't have lunch. I'm going to feed you. Like it's little things like that. That's going to keep that person. That that means that they're going to pay it for it next time whenever they get the chance. So right. Retain the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay to sacrifice a little bit in the moment. Right. And, you know, I think that kind of, you know, I think brings us to the, the end, uh, for, for this week, we can, we can, you know, knock the, the, the dead horse pretty hard on the, on, on the ergonomics yeah. topic. And, you know, I really think maybe next week we kind of touch on, you know, a little bit more, we might, you know, don't want to leave, you know, leave people in suspense right. here <laughs> on the, uh, exoskeleton topics, yeah, you know, and stuff I think like that, that. There's a lot of potential. I, I mean, like 10, 10 or five to 10 years ago, people said that this is never going to happen. Like it's not possible, but, uh, Moore's law is a thing and they're putting transistors on smaller surfaces and they've been doing it for so long that now these things are so small that, uh, they actually can be added. So pretty cool, pretty cool products coming out with exoskeletons. Um, yeah, really cool tech, but I guarantee you it was not silent, but, no. You know that that, that 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 that's here and over there, um, and you know that's something that we'll talk we'll, we'll touch on next week. You know, and we just want to you know I, from my side for you know I want to say thank you. You know, we're getting a heck of a lot of people listening to us right now. A lot of people getting involved. Um, you know, we just launched a merch line. You know, we're on apparel.vulcanr3d.com. You know, go take a look at that stuff. You know, go support us over there. You know, take a look at some of the new shirts coming out. We're, we we try to release one or two a week. You know, and just kind of, you know, trying to be the forefront of some 
you know, 3D printing merchandise, maybe some, you know, some other STEM-related um, uh, T-shirts and knickknacks and whatnot. We'll keep you all updated on that other stuff. But, well, you know... I, I think the you know having people as the listeners you know part of the part of the crew is is the is the important part you know and uh, you know we love to grow with you we love to see where you're from maybe we look at the map and you know we, we get excited when we hit new countries we get excited when we hit new areas you know y'all leave us uh, you know um, you know comments on some of the stuff that we're doing let us know what you think give us ideas of what stuff you want to hear. And also, you know, make sure, you know, we got a video out there or a, video, a post out there. Let us know if you want us to do a, uh, um, a 3D printer in a vacuum chamber. You never know what can happen with that. Cool. So, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's it from my side. I just want to say thank you. I'm going to turn it over to John for the uh, parting shot. So talk to you later. Yeah, guys, uh, just to kind of echo, um, Nick, I do this every week. It's, you know, nothing but appreciation from our side. We can't really do anything without, um, without you guys. Um, and, and even if it reaches one person, that's enough for me. So it's, you know, anybody that we can kind of enrich with some of these things, it's, it's always nice to have, though it's nice to hear. Um, so if, so if you have anything that we've kind of helped you out with, you can let us know on those things too, because I bet you, we would not mind helping you out further as well. So just let us know what you got cooking, and, and we'll see what we can do. Um, I'm going to challenge you guys this week. Um, um, so th think about something in, in, like, your daily life like that you could probably make easier with simple ergonomics. Like, for me, um, it's, it's, it's as simple as uh, organizing, like, your laundry room in such a way that you have dirty goes here, it gets moved into the washer here, and then you have like a kind of a, con a, a, a conveyor belt or assembly line um, going through until it's done. T tell us about some of your uh, things that you've kind of made processes to make things a little ergonomic, you know. I have a hook that uh, I hang on uh, certain lights that, uh, you know, make it easier for me to fold, um, you know, the fitted, uh, the fitted sheets and things like that. Uh, these things can help you. Let me know what you got. Let me know if you have any ideas. Let us know. Um, yeah, but other than that, guys, stay tuned. You know, check out the check out the apparel. It's it's gonna start uh, getting a lot bigger uh, in that library. It's pretty cool stuff. Um, so go ahead and get yours, and and that's you know everything I had. So we appreciate. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right. Bye. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.